Hi, this is Dr. Alicia Armistead. I'm a chiropractor who specializes in nutrition in New York City and Connecticut for 14 years. I have been doing all these podcasts on different nutrition and muscle testing topics that I finally feel I should do one on a topic I absolutely love, the mind-heart connection. I love teaching meditation and how to connect to the heart. One of my favorite sayings is the longest distance you will ever travel is from your mind to your heart. In this crazy world, it helps to get you out of your mind, out of your crazy thoughts, and more into a center of love and intuition. It is in this center where you will find something beautiful. Call it God, call it spirit, call it universe, call it energy, call it whatever you want. But for right now, I'll stick to the word love. Living from the space of love, from the center of your heart, I believe is the goal in life. And anytime something happens that throws us out of our center, it should be our conscious goal to look at it, work with it, and adjust from within until we are back in our center feeling love, joy, and peace. Meditation is one of the easiest ways I know to get into our center, and for the time we spend there, in our silence, we are in our heart. The challenge is to extend that feeling of centeredness we find in meditation to every other moment in our lives. For some, finding their way to their heart is not about sitting still, quieting the mind, but in dancing, working out, doing their daily walks, talking with good friends, spending time in nature, a healing therapy session, journaling, the list can go on. Anything that is good stress management and fills us up, anything that helps us let go and is not harmful to the body. For sometimes we use food, drugs, alcohol to get that same relief. And even when we do get the relief for a moment, it isn't healthy. It's induced by a low vibrating stimulant. And even though we may be letting go of this stress, we aren't in our heart center. When we are in our heart center, we know it, we feel it. There's less weight on our shoulders. There's an instant smile on our face and life is just somehow easier. So how do we extend these moments of centeredness into our daily lives? We breathe. Breathing literally gets us out of our head and back into not only our body, but specifically our chest, where our heart is. It creates space. Space to be, space to move, space to move out of the head that is telling you all these sort of things. Sometimes it's just too calculating. Sometimes it's too judgy. I'm telling you, sometimes the best thing you can do is not think, not wonder, not imagine, not obsess. Just breathe and have faith that everything will work out. It is in the heart where faith lies. Faith in the universe, faith in humanity, faith in yourself. It's all in the heart. In fact, everything you are looking for is within. Stop looking for it on the outside. Go within. Go to the heart. Go to this center. Trust me, you don't need love. You are love. It can be scary. Our hearts have been broken, bruised, and battered. We have all had our trials and tribulations. We all have our stories to share. But I'm telling you, go into the pain your heart holds in order to heal it. 
Even the deepest of scars can be healed, but you have to go there first and feel the pain. Bring it up and out to be healed. Only you can heal it. There is nothing that the person that caused the scar can do. Again, all answers lie within. This movement of energy is the alchemy that heals. When we think of the scars we hold, we know the stories behind those scars. Our lives are full of the stories that we tell ourselves. We each have a story about our family, our work, our home, and I want you to know that if there is a story about your life that you don't like, you can change it. Changing the story is where the healing is. You can tell yourself a different story, for we are the author and each one of us is writing a book of life. We can literally tell ourselves a different story. We can believe in a different story. What we believe in, what we think, and what we tell ourselves matters. For our thoughts give way to our feelings. Feelings give way to actions. Actions give way to character. And character is our identity that we use to create and write our book of life. We think a certain thought long enough, it becomes a belief that we then act on. Take an inventory of your beliefs. Do you believe life is fun or a struggle? Do you believe in love at first sight or love is something to be earned? Do you believe money should come easily or do you think you should work hard for it? There is a danger in believing in a thought that does not serve you and then it comes out in actions of self-sabotage. There is also a danger in believing that what other people think matters. Your thoughts and feelings are fleeting, and so are theirs. What do you want to believe in? Choose that. Yes, thoughts are a choice. They are not truth. What is truth? Truth is defined as in accordance with fact or reality. But if our thoughts or feelings are fleeting, then is it fact? Is it truth? No, truth is not your fleeting feelings or thoughts. We identify too strongly in them, and they're not who we are. But your feelings and thoughts do give rise to a truth for now. Meaning as we grow and learn and have new feelings and thoughts, we are creating a new truth for now. We are creating a new story. We are not the same person we were a year ago because we are not thinking or feeling the same things. We may be thinking happier thoughts or we may be thinking more depressed thoughts, but they are not the same and the choice is ours. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside of me, he says to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is angry. Envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too. 
The grandson thought about this for a minute and then said, Which wolf will win? The old Cherokee simply replied, The one you feed. Now, I have spent a lot of time concentrating on only feeding the good, ignoring the bad. I have spent a lot of time not getting angry because nice people are not angry people. But then I realized we have these two wolves inside of us. Instead of just feeding one and ignoring the other, what if I acknowledge both? Make room for both. Go within and hear what both have to say. Learn to love both, and yet only act for the highest good of all. And sometimes that is to feel and express anger. We are both. Only our ego, that judging part of ourselves, thinks one is good and one is bad. Yet our power lies in integrating them and in loving them both. Our power is when two becomes one. Oneness. Now that's a spiritual word you may or may not believe in. I believe in it. In fact, I think it's the whole point of living, to stop the duality and to become one. You think the world is made up of right and wrong, good and bad, but what if it's not? What if the universe is using it for good beyond your comprehension? But you may be saying to yourself right now, there is no good in what comes out of COVID-19 or war or what happened at 9-11, And I agree, it's hard to see the good, but like I said, it's beyond our comprehension. What we can agree on is when it comes to humans, there's whites, there's blacks, there's Asians, there's Native Americans, and everybody in between. But the power lies in not seeing a person's skin color, but in seeing the human no matter their color, their sex, their prestige, or their bank account. That's what oneness is. Seeing beyond the physical realm, making space for what you think are opposites to exist together. What if there is no right or wrong and there just is, with no judgment? That's how I want you to see the world. If you don't like an aspect of your life, then change the way you think about it. See it in a different way. Tell yourself a different story. If you have different thoughts about it, then you will feel and act differently and your life will change. If you tell yourself a better, happier story, your life will change for the better. If something upsetting happens to you, or even traumatic, something that should never happen to anyone else, it is okay. You can rewrite your story with courage. Courage allows you not to get stuck in your sad story. For if you do get stuck, Your character starts changing and becoming sad. That is depression. But even with a sad story, we can find some silver lining about it. Something, even if it's small, to be grateful for. Practicing gratitude is what gets you out of the sad story and helps you change it. And when we find that something to be grateful for, that's what we choose to think about instead. That is what we hold on to and let the rest go. We can do a paradigm shift. We can think differently. We can tell ourselves a different story and think different thoughts and create a different life instead of being stuck in a story that doesn't serve us anymore. Maybe the story at some point did help us, such as the story of a love gone wrong and we aren't going to make that choice again. But do we really want to close ourselves off from all chances of finding love? 
or do we just want to be smarter about it next time? We can learn from ourselves and make better, healthier choices. That is the point. Learn and move on. The point is not to get stuck in them and replay them again and again in our minds and feel miserable about our book of life. When life blindsides you and you are working through a story that you don't have any control over, or maybe you wake up one day and you realize you don't like your story, you can learn to move through it with courage the best way you know how. Feel your feelings. Feel the heartache. This is how you bring the pain up and out. Get mad. Get sad. Cry. Do whatever you need to do to feel. Feel it. Do not numb yourself with distractions. Do not eat a gallon of ice cream, drink a bottle of wine, or numb out on television. Feel your feelings because they are telling you something, but don't identify with them. We should not define who we are by our thoughts or our feelings. There is no truth in the fleeting feelings. I am sad is not true. I feel sad is true. Give your feelings space to be the energy that they are and let them come up. Allow your feelings to communicate what they need to. Listen to them. Act accordingly for the highest good and then let them go. No need to hold on to them. No need to identify with them. In fact, unless they are feelings that make you feel good, they need to be felt in order to be let go and nothing more. If you don't feel them, then you can't let them go. If you don't let them go, you hold on to them. But in return, they hold on to you. They hold you down emotionally and physically. Feelings are energy and you keep that energy and store it in your body. That is what stress headaches are. Stomach knots, shoulder pain, low back pain can all be areas too where you put your stress. Stress occurs in the body when you are thinking of thoughts and telling yourself a story that doesn't make you happy. It is at those times your body is telling you to tell a different story. Listen to the body. The goal is to try to change your thoughts and change your story before it starts to change your character and affect your body. You need to change your story when you don't feel good about it. You know you are telling yourself the right story when you do feel good about it. When anger comes up as a feeling, we tend to get confused by it. It is an easy feeling to ignore, for we have the stigma that nice people aren't supposed to get angry. I want you to know that anger is nothing to be scared of. It is a feeling that comes up to make us pay attention to what is going on, for it is an indicator that something is not right. If this feeling is ignored, we act out in different ways. We become passive-aggressive, or we take it out on others, or maybe we are in denial and don't let ourselves feel it until one day it is too much pressure and we explode. So next time you feel your anger, first practice gratitude for it because it is telling you to pay attention to something. Then just be aware of your anger and really confront what is going on and use courage to change what needs to be changed in the situation so you can feel safe again. I will tell you most of the time what needs to be changed is not the other person involved in the situation but something within yourself needs to change that you are not seeing and your anger allows you to see it and do something about it. 
If there is truly nothing you can change about the situation, then acceptance is a choice. It is a choice that will get you out of anger, vibrating higher and feeling better. In your book of life, if you don't like your story about work or about your relationships, but you like your story about taking sailing lessons, then keep your thoughts on sailing. Keep whatever thoughts make you happy. Those thoughts are higher vibrating. I do think of thoughts as vibration. Vibration is energy. Higher vibrating thoughts are happy thoughts. The higher vibrating thoughts will give you more energy, put you in a higher vibrating place to have the energy to shift and move the lower vibrating thoughts and energy about the stories that you don't like and you want to change. Albert Einstein said, We cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. So go to a different level. Go to a higher level with happier thoughts. An easy example is when we break up with someone and we are devastated by it. Our heart is broken, our lives are in pieces, and we don't know how to get out of the sadness and despair. We slowly pick up the pieces and life does go on without them. But how it goes on is up to us. Do we stay in our sad story or do we practice gratitude for what we did learn from the relationship and trust that it's over for a reason and move on with the story of trust and gratitude? How we move on is especially important now in order to attract the next person into our lives. If we are telling ourselves a sad story and vibrating low, we are more likely to attract somebody also vibrating low with their sad story, for like attracts like. Another example, a personal example, is when life blindsided me when my father died years ago. I did the best I could to cope and go through the emotions of losing a loved one. Shock, denial, anger, bargaining, guilt, depression, and acceptance and hope. Nine months after he died, I was stuck in anger. I was angry. Every thought justified my anger. I was so, so, so angry that it was affecting every single aspect of my life, and I was miserable. So how do you go from anger to hope? You tell yourself a different story. For me, when I finally admitted to myself that I was angry, I picked up the Bible. Being raised Christian, that's all I knew at the time, and I said to myself, you better figure out who you're so mad at. It took about six weeks of reading the Bible and other spiritual writings daily before my anger turned soft and started slowly transforming into acceptance. Now, it's been 11 years, and after studying the Bible, Bhagavad Gita, teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda, Wayne Dyer, Marianne Williamson, Dalai Lama, and Thich Nhat Hanh. While meditating daily, I can say that my dad's death served as the spark I needed to find my beautiful, loving relationship with God. Before his death, I thought maybe I believed in something, but I wasn't even sure what that something was. My father gave me the best gift he could have ever given me. He lit my path towards my relationship with the higher power. But only by his death did this happen, and that is the paradigm shift I needed to go from anger to hope. So that's my new story, the story of my father and I. 
It is no longer a story of anger and loss, but of love renewed between the universe and me. A story of all the loving things my father did for me, and when I miss him and start thinking about the loss, I watch my feelings and then choose thoughts that make me happy. I choose to think of my father and the memories I hold so dear in my heart that bring me a smile to my face. These thoughts fill me with love and gratitude. Whereas, if I stayed thinking of the loss, I would probably still be stuck in anger and filled with bitterness. In her book, On Death and Dying, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross described the seven steps one takes emotionally to cope with death. But these steps are really taken to cope with any loss or sad story we are trying to emotionally process. Again, the steps are shock, denial, anger, bargaining, guilt, depression, and finally, acceptance and hope. The steps are not written in stone. You may not go through them in order, and you may be able to process in a way where you do not have to go through all the steps. You may also get stuck in a step. You may get stuck in a story. Know that your goal for happiness is to find a story of hope and acceptance. You have to hope to cope. To move through the steps, think thoughts that give you hope. Have the discipline to hold on to these thoughts and the feelings that come about due to these thoughts. And with those thoughts and feelings, you will build an energetic momentum to get you out of the unhappy step you are in and closer to hope and happiness. This energetic momentum means it will be easier and easier for you to go to the higher vibrating thoughts. You won't have to consciously choose the higher vibrating thought, but you will start thinking it automatically and soon have higher vibrating thoughts on different aspects of your life as well. It is in this way that you create your life and have the freedom to write a happy book of life from the heart. The heart-mind connection is all about getting connected to your heart and finding your center through breath, meditation, movement, connecting with a friend, or anything else that fills you up and makes you feel good. And to stay in this center, we have to be careful of our thoughts and the stories we tell ourselves. Learn to be your own best friend. Learn to love yourself. You have a relationship with yourself, whether you know it or not, and if you pay attention to it and nurture it, I believe you really can create your own happiness.